Hello, America. My name is Christian Caprero. And I'm Shannon Caprero. And this week we're going to be talking about the F word. Thanks. What? <laughs> well, not what you said we were talking about. <laughs> All right, so last week, I kind of left you on a cliffhanger. I wanted to talk a little bit more about what it is or what it is to be a Pastafarian. <laughs> so apparently in 2005, there was this incident at the Kansas Board of Education. And there were a few members on the board that wanted to put forth an initiative to add the theory of creationism and intelligent design alongside evolution in schools. And so this guy apparently wrote into the board and said, well, if you're going to do that, we should also include uh, flying spaghetti monsterism as well. <laughs> and, ah. and so essentially since then, you've had the internet take it and just run with it. You have, <laughs> you have people all around the U.S., as early as, as early as like I think last year I think it was in June or yeah I think it was in June of last year there was this guy that had his driver's license photo in Arkansas taken with a colander on his head because apparently that's their thing <laughs> okay to get a little bit deeper into it the idea is that and I forget what the of it's called but it's based on like I think it's called Randall's teapot let me, okay. let, me, let me look this up because I was because I, I didn't know what it was either, but it's based on this principle uh, put forth by this scientist. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia. There's a there's a guy with a, with a silver colander on his head. Yep. Yep. That's him. There's a couple of them. There's three so far that I've seen. There was a lady in 2015 that got to take her driver's license photo with a colander. This guy, though, apparently the state's going to deny him the ability to do so, which kind of brings into the whole argument. If you're going to deny someone to wear what is considered to be to them a religious headdress, what's to stop them from not letting someone wear their hijab in their driver's license photo, considering that most other religious headwear is allowed in driver's license photos, as long as it doesn't cover your uh, face. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the Jewish people have a little... Uh... Little beanies over their head, right? Uh, Yamaka. Yeah, that's what. Okay, I think that's thank you. I, uh, I'm not Jewish, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let's skip over to uh, what I was uh, talking about. Russell's not. Yeah, did I say Russell? What did I say? Something along those lines. Okay, so Russell's teapot is the argument. Oh, that's that. it. Yeah, Russell's teapot. I focus more on the teapot part. That's what caught my attention. Yeah. <laughs> so the idea is that if someone were to propose that a teapot was floating in space in between Earth and Mars, but it was so small, because obviously the size of a teapot, that you couldn't observe it from Earth, the burden of proof wouldn't lie on people trying to disprove the claim, but the person who's making unfalsifiable claims. So this is the same concept that Pastafarianism takes, is that, well, if you're going to allow creationism in schools alongside evolution and promote intelligent design, 
and you're going to be including that belief, you have to respect all beliefs if you're going to respect one. So you have to respect that some people believe that there is an invisible flying spaghetti monster. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. Well, it's, it's, it's more of a, it's satirical in nature. Uh, and I understand that. It's just, it, we are a nature of, uh, humans are by nature, you know, we're, we're social animals. And regardless of why we believe what we believe, a lot of people do believe in creationism. And, uh, you know, not, you know, for all you know, they, they could be, you know, there could actually be a God, you know, whether it's, it's set up on whatever religion and with Jesus and all that good stuff. But I mean, a lot of people believe that uh, this was, you know, the pastafarianism was, was built out of a lark. So, you know, I mean, you can't teach every belief in school. You have to, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to teach creationism, yeah, you should, you should at least, you know, have the other couple of well-regarded theories you can't entertain the thousands of theories no that's have, true yeah you know you, you at least have to you know you should at least entertain a few theories it's just like history i mean people look at history a little bit different here and there and in history class some things are debated about what really uh, transpired about this or that and you know you, you put out the the most respected theories and debate those you don't debate every theory that comes from anybody out there on the planet but then it comes down to well what who gets to decide what is more important or what's more respected i remember in i want to say freshman or sophomore year of high school we learned about the big three that i would consider jesus christ and then muhammad and what was the third one? Oh, uh buddha those were the, the big three that they taught about uh, in, in relation to historical influence. Yeah, and those probably are the, the biggest three that are still recognized. Yeah. Would be my guess. So, And you got a lot of people that believe in you know, creationism. And I think all three of those at some point or another, and I'm not real familiar with, um, it's not called Buddhism. Uh, Buddhism. Is it actually called Bo Buddhism? Okay. Not, it's not called Buddhism. It's just Buddhism. Okay. Well, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I'm not super familiar with that. Uh, well, but Buddhism doesn't actually have like a god. They believe more so in the idea of enlightenment, that materialism is a poison on this world. And for you to truly reach enlightenment or happiness in your life you need to give away all your worldly possessions and just seek inner peace i think is the idea of it all and then you won't really care whether or not you live or die because you're just happy moment to moment rather than worrying about oh do i have a big enough house or do i have a nice enough car am i making enough money that sort of thing so that's not a religion that a lot of people practice fully then I don't think that they take it to the extreme that like the Buddhists or the, the, the Buddhist monks like in temples and stuff that like just completely like get rid of everything and they just live in a commune and they all just. Well, sure. I mean, Catholicism is a religion and there's priests, but practicing Catholics don't do all that stuff either. 
No, but they also have a deity and they have certain rules that they follow. And, and, and so do the Jewish people, I believe they, they have certain rules that they, they don't eat ham. They don't eat fish on Fridays or is, that might be Christians. I'm not really sure. They're, there's, there's usually some sort what of Christians or whatever. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying, it, it, Buddhism's religion can't be that that you give away all your possessions because that's that would only be for the hierarchy. There's just just no way that there's a gazillion people in the world that. Have well, given it's not like you have to give the the shirt off your back. It's more so like you don't need more than you. You you shouldn't have more than what you need. I I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think when I was taking a, a class, I, I think it was. Um, religious studies they were talking about how i guess they're in their version of heaven you would the only food and drink that you would have in in, in the buddhism faith would be a like a really tiny shot glass it would it would be the sweetest wine it would be the best wine you could ever taste but you can only have a little sip and there would be these these little tiny crackers like like the size of like maybe communion crackers and, and you could eat them and they were so good and they were so tasty but they're just so small so it's it's all about moderation not necessarily just going without completely i think okay well i'm, I'm looking at it. it it's a religion from long ago it's the one you see with the monks you know the one with the the eddie murphy movie uh, meditation is at the heart of it so well i mean if you're gonna bring in oh yeah now that i'm thinking about it what, what, what was that called the the, the golden child yeah, that was it. Great movie. Yeah. Good uh, movie. Uh, 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 I think they had monks in um what was it? Uh there was that movie with Chris Farley where he's a ninja. What is that? Can't remember. No. Uh, I don't know that one. I mean I know it, but that was not my was, I think it was the White Ninja. I think that's what it was. I think it was one of the last movies he made. It had I can't remember did I think it had Chris Rock in it, I think. Well, regardless. Regardless. Um, all of that to say, to get back on the point, I just, I have a problem with creationism being put on the same level as evolution because evolution has had a lot of different scientists, you know, study and look at, you know, the way the earth has been made. I mean, you can look, when you dig down deep enough, you can see the layers. I mean, if you go to the Grand Canyon, you don't even have to dig. You can see the layers of the earth as they've been, created and the settlement has settled and it, it just it can show that there there's there's evidence of, of of a large passage of time as right to us being here for like five thousand years or something like that and i guess i'm not educated enough to talk about the layers of sediment in the grand canyon but for instance oklahoma city at the courthouse you might have remember hearing this a couple years back they wanted to uh put the, the Ten Commandments on the courthouse land or, you know, state-owned property. And yep. there was an initiative to, uh, an alternative initiative or an additional initiative, I guess you could say, to put up a satanic statue r right there too. Because they were saying, well, if you're going to put the Ten Commandments on state property and use state funds to do so, then you should also respect Satanists and put up a, a statue of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and see, once once again, we get back to that. You know, there's a lot of Christians. There aren't that many Satanists. No, 
but I, I almost want to say, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to make, I don't want to piss any Satanists off. I almost want to say <laughs> that they're, I almost want to say that religion is kind of a rebuttal to Christianity in the same way that Pastafarianism is a response to all religion, or at least the, the idea that we shouldn't be teaching creationism and the idea of intelligent design alongside evolution in schools as if they're somehow equal. I'm not a big fan of creationism in school. I especially disagree with it in terms of a science class, but as a social studies class, I, you know. That was the class. Putting out, putting it, putting out that that is a theory that some people believe. I don't think it hurts to, to have that out there. As a matter of fact, you know, we all went to school regardless of, at what point and how far we went in school and teachers presented stuff. And if you actually, you know, applied yourself in any form or uh, fashion at school, you, when the teachers said things that seemed outrageous to you, it made you more inclined to think a little bit harder about what you were actually learning. I don't really have a problem with, them putting out the theory of creationism as long as it's not church where it's an indoctrinization where they're saying this isn't a theory this is how it happened and those are two different things i guess i guess the the thing i'm still hung up on is the fact that it why is that taught in schools being based on a uh, christian idea and and not something else and i guess i guess you answered that question earlier when you said that there are in fact a lot of christians there's so many christians in the united states that they think that they (laughs) that that the united states was created as a christian nation yep people that don't always know their history no no not not very well at all although i mean i i'm willing to go as far as to say i think um, the majority of the founding fathers uh had christian views although which one of them had his own i think it was ben franklin or something he wrote a book about not not necessarily religion just his views on i think faith and the atheism i believe is is what he was a practicer or believer i don't know something along those lines so you you, you've decided then that you want to be a a pastafarian then no, I don't. Mostly because I don't think the headwear would really go well with, you know, my my whole look seems somewhat cumbersome. <laughs> no, I get a strap I, for the for the colander and probably be all right. Oh yeah, yeah. There you can get the strap. I think that's I think that's an accessory that's not included though. You have to get that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I have a question, and and I wonder if you know the answer. Then okay, go ahead. So pastafarianism was born out of a a joke or not really even a joke a a a pushback against the the teaching of creationism in school but i wonder how many people look at it at this point as a true religion there are two nations i believe that recognize it as a true religion united states is not one of them i believe it's recognized as a true religion in the netherlands and in switzerland because you can be ordained as a pastafarian minister there 
I'm I'm flabbergasted by that, <laughs> and and almost speechless. So, so it, at in the Netherlands and wherever the other one you said was where, Switzerland, Switzerland. So in those two places, it's not just a matter of of this is you know a spoof and in your face to to the people of of creationism it's a practiced religion now it's it's recognized as a practiced religion i mean like you said if you have enough people that believe something and they want to make it a part of their lives or they want to you know go out and spread the word of the the flying spaghetti monster they're allowed to and the government can't really discriminate against them just because it seems silly because I, I, I think one of the things in the Wikipedia article quoted, it's, well, isn't all religion made up to a point? Well, yes. Well, so it's, it's although it may seem silly to you, I mean, to, to someone else that, you know, maybe doesn't, uh, I, I would say someone maybe in a, like a, a, a country like maybe in the Middle East, someone that's only been around um, Islam and, and Muslim people, maybe Christianity seems silly to them. That was a that was something that Bill Maher talks about a lot. I mean, he 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 throws a lot of punches towards Jesus's way, talking about him like walking on water and turning water into wine. I mean, those seem like the 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 strangest superpowers to have, but it's it's part of the it's part of the thing. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe that he could perform miracles. Yeah. And what's going on over there? Oh, do you hear my sirens? Oh, yeah, I can hear. Oh, sorry. I live no. by a, a uh, fire department. Oh, okay. Well, sorry. that's though. Oh, yeah, I think you showed me that. Though they, They're like right down the street. They are. They are thankfully close and well-appreciated heroes of my neighborhood. Although, I mean, you, you live pretty high up. So, I mean, if there was a fire in the lower level of your building, you're kind of screwed, right? I will kick somebody's ass and make it down those stairs if I need to. (laughs) (laughs) So let me rip the bandaid off for you. What what are your religious beliefs or do you believe in anything? What do I believe in? That's a good question. Yeah, I really, uh, I used to think of myself as agnostic which from my point of view, I always thought meant I kind of believed in a higher power, but, you know, not necessarily a, a, any established religion. I don't believe in any established religions for you know, basically the reason you said. They're, they're made up by humans for one reason or another. Yeah, I really, I think uh, when you're dead, you're dead. I would really be cool if maybe, you know, your soul went and did something else, something along the lines of 2001, a space odyssey with a little floating baby in the sky. Yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> but I don't really think that's probably true either. Um, you, you don't seem that worried about it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping I'm really not close to death yet. While I am old, I'm, I'm not that old. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that when you're talking about it, the idea of there being nothing afterward doesn't seem to really bother you. Oh, I'm not thrilled about it. I wish there was more. I just don't think there is. But I mean, you know, we 
we enter a state of nothingness every night for those on the uh, regular sleep schedule. Uh, for those on the uh, night shift, you enter a state of nothingness early in the morning, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you're, if you're lucky, if you're taking care of yourself, a third of your life is spent in a state of suspension. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah, you go to you go to sleep and and you know okay maybe you dream and maybe you remember a little bit of the dream but I mean you know you go to sleep you're you know you're out. I know when you uh, when you freeze to death, they say you know you basically before you actually freeze to death you you go to sleep because your body kind of shuts down. Yeah, and uh, I would imagine that's you know it's pretty much like that except you just you don't dream and you don't wake up. The last, you know, minute or two probably sucks bad, <laughs> regardless of how you go. I mean, unless it's just, you know, instantaneous where you get your head chopped off. Well, actually, the, I've heard stories that, you know, if you get your head chopped off, your brain can still function for a few minutes, which sounds extremely painful and just terrible. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah. No, I, th- I, th- I thought when you got your head chopped off, that that was it. No, I mean, if you really want to, and I'm, I'm going to have to preface this because, you know, there's tons, hopefully tons of people listening. Do not kill yourself. Please go talk to somebody if you're having thoughts. But if you're really going to do it, if you wanted it to just be over pretty quickly, shotgun to the brain. I mean, that's, that's going to be instantaneous. Hopefully so. you don't feel it, but I'm just saying, like, if, uh, unless you – because your brain, like I said, like if you chop your head off, your brain can still function because there's still blood, you know, being pumped through your skull. If if not for even if it was just for 30 seconds, just just think about all the times in your life that you were in a serious amount of pain. Yeah. And moved so much slower. It seems it, it well, seems much more agonizing in the moment, whereas it maybe only was, you know, a couple seconds. But a couple seconds when you're in agonizing pain is a long time. No, I'm just saying, if, if your head gets chopped off, like, like say, by, like, a guillotine, there is yeah. no further pumping to your head. You've separated from the heart, which is the actual pump. Sure. Yeah, I guess you're right. And, but, the, but the brain is still going to be able to function. Yeah, but I think uh, most of your nerves actually come from, from your spine, so... So I guess it depends on where you get chopped off on your neck. I, I, yeah, my contention would be that if you have your actual head chopped off, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty close to as instant as you can. And even if your brain was, was working, it, I don't think you'd feel any pain because I think all the, all the nerve receptacles and the, the things that tell you that you are feeling pain all pretty much come from your spine. Though I suppose yeah. that's not entirely true, because if I poke myself in the eye, it hurts. So <laughs> apparently, yeah. there are a few things connected. But I, you know, for all I know, those those nerves go to the spine first, and then to the brain. I don't that know. might be true. I'm I'm not a neurologist. I, I'm not sure, but it makes me think. Man, do you think you can see after your head gets chopped off? Do you think well, you see? Well, according to the Wild Wild West, record your last images on there. <laughs> <laughs> to oh. be fair okay. i i grilled you a little bit about what you believe so i'll i'll tell you what i think okay. um, i i don't know and i don't think any of us can really say for sure what there is 
Well, could, no, you can't ask anybody. No, everybody that's died hasn't. There's no kid that's been able to come back and say, you know, like they're. And I guess I just gave away the punchline to that joke. Did you? Do you remember when that book came out? Like, um, I can't remember what it was called, but there was like this kid. He, he, I guess he died and he came back and he talked about meeting Jesus and all this. No, I missed that. Yeah, it was a book and then a movie came out. And then after all that, after they got everybody's money, they're like, oh, yeah, um, the parents lied. He didn't actually say he saw Jesus or anything. It was it was all made up. Oh, but you made a little money off of it. Oh, they made plenty of money off of it because, you yeah. know, like people there there is a market for Christian faith based movies. I think there's like a trilogy of movies that depict the what's it called the re- the return of jesus and um what, what 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 do they call it oh the rapture the rapture yeah so yeah i think there's like a trilogy um that depicts the rapture and there there's like i guess a group of unfortunate souls that don't get to go and and don't make the cut they, yeah they don't make, they weren't good enough they didn't pray hard enough they have to stay and they have to you know go through the world mad max style i guess i i never watched them i wasn't i wasn't too interested in it Oh, I don't know. Some of that stuff's entertaining. I've always kind of wanted to uh, write a book, obviously a a fictionalized book, Mm -hmm. about coming back as God. What he would come down here and do and see and say and oh, so kind of like that uh, that Brendan Fraser movie where he just he comes up and and that one dude thinks he's Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but not think. Right. Write, a, write an actual fictionalized novel about, you know, God actually coming back here in, in you know, human form. Would he, I guess the question would be, or premise wise, would he know? I mean, because I guess he's God, he's all knowing. So he would know everything that's already happened. So him coming back, it's not like he would be surprised by what he saw. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole, you know, that's the whole problem about writing that story. And that's the whole part about god being omniscient i think that's why they they uh you know it's why they they did the whole jesus thing because having god come down here it was hard to get all, uh past all the paradoxes when you when you tell the story <laughs> right because if he was god and he knew everything he would have known that they were coming for him and he could have always left right before they were going to come and get him so right yeah there's just there's just way too many ways that that you know that 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 story won't work so you have to have the son of God right? do it instead. Which, Speaking you know, of, for all so, I know, actually happened. I, what do I know? I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't there either. Like, like I said, like, who, I don't have the authority to say. I don't think anybody really has the authority to say who or what happened. Jesus was probably a real guy. He was probably a really great you know, Jewish um, you know, preacher or whatever you call a rabbi, maybe. No. I, I got he probably wasn't ordained now that I'm thinking about it, but he was <laughs> he spread love and 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 happiness wherever he went. He he taught minimalism much like I think the Buddhists did. And, yeah. and his words have been transformed over the centuries. But I, I, the original message I, I have a hard time disagreeing with because he didn't preach hate. He I think he for the most part preached tolerance, uh, love thy neighbor as as you love yourself. Yeah, there's that's you know the whole uh, New Testament Old Testament thing. So, 
so speaking of writing books or at least writing a book about god i want to i want to revisit what we were talking about last week so you said and i've heard you say this before as a kid i remember you were saying "I, i should start my own religion what what would that entail what what is your what is your ideal religion that you would create if you could let's 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 just say for instance like you you don't have to raise any money i mean not not at the start anyway so it's your your money's not an issue what what would you want your religion to be like i'd want my my religion to be where people sent me money <laughs> But it's got well, to be I more mean, to be honest, you can't, I, that's, like, that's, what, that's why I've always said I want to start my own religion. Because well, yeah, but that's just, not what, like, Joel Olstein, like, he doesn't just go out on TV and says, send me money so I can buy another private jet. Like, he, there's some other stuff that he has to say he has to get people excited before. They oh, can. OK. Well, you asked me what I actually wanted out of it. You didn't well, ask oh, me okay. how I, I go guess... about doing it and duping people into sending me the money. I mean, I could come up with something, but now that you've recorded this, I mean, <laughs> uh, if it ever came out, uh, you know, now well, it's, I mean, my plan is to anyway. My plan is dead. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of shot yourself in the foot, episode one, man, because you were like, "Oh, I need to start my own religion." That was that was all you. I didn't bring it up. You were the one that did. So I mean, cats out of the bag. No, Carrie told me I wasn't allowed to start my own religion when we got together, when I brought it up the first time. She was like, no. Because she, well, mostly she's just afraid, you know, that you you did a couple of crazies and they'd they'd kill us or, you know, want to try to kill me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, I mean, and it's hard not to bring up cults when, when talking about this because, like, there are those people that have either come out and said that they were the son of God or people that, you know, said that they knew the truth and, like, uh, extreme example charlie manson had a lot of followers didn't they didn't want to kill him but they sure as heck wanted to kill people for him yeah well him and david koresh the the waco guy and you know there's there's been several throughout the the guy in california where everybody uh drank the kool-aid that what that killed a ton of people oh yeah yeah so i'm sorry i phrased the question the question wrong if you were to start a religion, how would you do it? Mm, that, that's a good question. I've, I, uh, I don't know that I've put a whole lot of thought into how I, uh, you know, I think I'd at least like, it's hard to be, um, it's hard to think about how you would try to get people to be good and be nice to their neighbors and, and try to espouse the values that I, you know, for the most part, try to live my life by. Well, I guess to start out with, you'd have to have some sort of text. I mean, Christians have the Bible. The the Jewish people have the, what's it called? The, the, the Hebrew text, I think. Um, yeah, I wanted to say Quran, but I know that's not it because that's uh, the Muslim. No, that's, that's yeah, that's Islam. Um the Scientology, they even have their own book. The uh, the Illuminati, they have their own book. You can buy it on Amazon. Swear to God. Yeah. Nice. Really? Still? Cool. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't. I, I went oh, to the, Torah. You, the Torah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, surprised you. you know, yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to start your own religion, you, you do have to have some sort of manifesto. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, that it starts off as a manifesto and then I guess it turns into, you know, a book of teaching or something like that is if, if enough people, you know, come. To and if enough, yeah. If enough people are like, this is, this is the shit, this is my Bible. You know? Right. Yeah. And then, it, and then it's no longer a manifesto and then it's, you know, scripture. Mm. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's hard to espouse the things that I would want my religion to be while knowing at the same time that it's, you know, all kind of bunk. Right. Uh, I mean, but, you know, to, to be a true religion where, where people would actually send me money, you know, because I, you know, there's all kinds of people preaching out there. That we should all be nice to everybody and, you know, live by the golden rule, do to others as you would have them do unto you and yada, 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 all that stuff. And then at the same time go, but in the meantime, if you want to go to my version of heaven, you should also send me money. So that's, I would probably... I, I, it's the same thing with the, with the writing the book with God coming back to earth. There's just too many paradoxes. I would have to, I would really have to go against my nature to really start a religion where I fleeced people out of their money for my personal gain, yet also tried to, you know, teach something worthwhile. So I guess I'd just be a complete and total asshole and, you know, make something up completely and just see how many morons were there out there that would send me their money and follow it. And then we get back to the crazy person killing me thing again. So I, it's, it's a vicious circle and I don't like where it ends up other than with me with a big fat bank account. Yeah, I suppose. And of course, when you do die, whatever there is afterward, if there is something you're, you're definitely going to whatever version of hell there is. Cause yeah, you're right. You'd be a, you'd be a huge asshole. Yeah. Oh, no, I think, you know, 10 or 15 years into it, you, you know, you probably start to believe your own crap. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure know. Joel Olstein runs around thinking that, you know, what he's preaching is probably for the, the better good. And, you know, probably in some instances, probably is. Well, it's like when when people give up alcohol, they if they have an addictive personality they just get addicted to religion and that becomes their new thing and so i guess if instead of you know killing yourself with alcohol you're you you go to church every sunday and you you know do everything you can to live by the word of god as as long as you're not killing anybody or or doing anything profane it's hard for me to say that that's not for the greater good yeah and we're all allowed to, you know, screw up our kids however we want. That's apparently the law, too. So, well, so I mean, you know, as long as you're not doing it to somebody else's kids, hey, whatever. Yeah, which I guess comes back to the whole thing about teaching creationism in school. It's like, for you, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't really enjoy that because, as you said, you're not of a particular uh, religious affiliation. And so I, I, I know I would. Uh, not feel okay with my kids being taught creationism in school just because you know there was a group of people that lobbied enough for it and you know i greased enough palms for it and got it alongside things that i would consider to have more scientific evidence behind it yeah well if it was being taught as science yeah i would have a huge problem with that yeah now if it was being taught as a religious theory that some people believed and it was just you know they were going through the hey this is what some people believe. You should learn a little about this religion. Yeah. Christians use 
abstinism as a form of birth control. And I remember in high school, that's what my school decided to promote was abstinism instead of actually having a sexual education class. Yes. I remember that as well. That was kind of funny. <laughs> it, it's, it's always kind of funny because they're the, the same people that say, you know, you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Absent, uh, being abstinent is the only true form of birth control are also the same people that if you do happen to have a child out of wedlock early or, or, or whatnot, and you're like, well, now I can't afford my bills. They're like, mm, piss on you. Yeah, they're funny that way, aren't they? Yeah. Seems kind of two-faced in a certain way or a certain sense. I walk around here every day. Uh, I, I should, uh, for our listeners that don't know, I live in downtown Chicago. We have a few people that that uh, their livelihood depends on me giving them my money. You're talking stay. about the homeless? Yeah. Well, not necessarily homeless. They're beggars. I don't know if they're homeless or not. For all I know, they get in their uh, Mercedes Benz at the end of the day and laugh their ass off on the way home. I don't know. But I don't give my money away, so. Well, once I start taking cards, it's going to be kind of hard to say no, huh? <laughs> once say what? I mean, just I'm thinking about, like, because most of the time when someone asks me for money on the street, I'm like, I don't have any cash because I don't carry it on me anymore. Is it safer to have it on the card? But if they oh, just whip card. Okay. Card, card with credit a card, card reader and they're like, well, I take, I take every card. <laughs> You can send it to me through PayPal. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, that's, uh, I don't even tell people that I don't have money. I just, just tell them no if I say anything to them. I, I, just, usually, I, I usually look them in the item. I'm not an ignore them type of person. So when somebody actually, you know, gets my attention and asks me for money, uh, because you never know. So, I mean, some people, uh, I walk, I've walked around the city a lot. Some people are out of towners and they need directions. You know, so, I mean, you have people come up on you on the street for more than just asking you for money. So I don't normally just ignore people. And there are a lot of people around here that do. Uh, but then people will ask me for money and I'll just, you know, I pull, try to as politely as possible, shake my head and, and uh, you know, mouth the word no. I don't scream it in their face or anything. Right. And if someone was to ask me if I had change and I had change, I, 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 I suppose to avoid any kind of conflict, I would just say no. But I think if somebody would, was to badger me about it, uh, you know, hey, you got any change? Uh, no. Oh, come on, man. You got some change, don't you? I'd probably be like, yeah, I do, but I'm not giving it to you. <laughs> I, should, not- I should laugh. I mean, some of them. I assume are, are in that situation, maybe not necessarily for, by their own accord, maybe, maybe there's someone that, you know, was, was traveling and like, maybe they lost their wallet and they didn't have no way of leaving until somebody comes and picks them up or whatever. Yeah. Um, all, for the most part, I would imagine that the majority of them are, are there because of really bad decisions that they've made in the past. Exactly. Do I think that they don't need help, though? Uh, I don't mean to ask myself a rhetorical question. I do think there should be some way to help those people out, whether it's, you know, give them a shower and a haircut so that they can go get a job uh, or go to a job interview so that they, you know, don't, you know, stink out the place or whatever. Because, I mean, that's that's one of the big things, you know, is, is appearance. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a big believer in, in, in 
not giving the fish and teaching someone to fish. I know that's very biblical, but I mean, it's, it's appropriate. I, is I, that is that biblical? I don't. Is that a, is that because I, I feel like the only fish story from the Bible is the one where Jesus, you know, turned one fish into two and then you know fed, fed a whole group of people. Uh, well, I mean, it may not actually be in there. Maybe it's just a parable that was taken from it. I don't know. It always seemed religious, you know, teach a man to fish and he eats for a day, or, or give a man a fish and he eats for a day. <laughs> teach a man to fish and he'll, you know, he'll eat forever. I always thought that was from the Bible. I could be wrong. Uh, the only fish story I remember from the Bible was was the whale story. Oh yeah, Jonah and the whale. Yeah, which, a, a, which a whale is a mammal and not a fish. So yeah, I, and I actually never really understood what that was all about anyway. And I, I, I think I think the idea was that he got eaten by the whale and he was in the whale for three days and he prayed to God to save him and and he survived. So God must have had a hand in it. Okay, well that's a stupid story because there's a shit ton of people that pray all the time and. They get wiped out. That's another thing that Pasifarians believe is that their god, the flying spaghetti monster, doesn't purport to or doesn't make anyone believe that if you pray to him hard enough that he's going to somehow protect you or your family, that that would just be very silly to put that much faith into someone that you've never met or have had really any physical, tangible dealings with to, to just go, okay, well, if I just if I pray hard enough if i if i do these things in the name of a certain entity then i will protect myself and my own and just that that to me seems to be the part that seems a little bit dishonest about religion period well yeah religion period well just or i guess organized religion and also the the whole community. well of course it is because there's little fight. there's little kids in the united states that die every day from cancer or whatnot and I'm sure their parents prayed, and I'm, you know, surely they weren't all devil worshippers. And then, you know, there are some really nasty people out there, and they do some bad things, and they have their own little minor miracles where they come through some situation. So, you know, uh, the whole prayer thing is, I uh, that one, that's definitely one I, I don't buy into. People run around going, I prayed to God and he answered my prayers. That's just, if you believe that, holy moly. What about all the people that are, you know, really, you know, decent people that also prayed and got screwed? That's just, come on. Well, God loves you more, even though, you know, we're all his children. Uh, you, yeah, you, you prayed harder, you prayed better. I don't, you know, when you believe that, then that's... Bad shit happens to good people all the time. Good shit happens to bad people all the time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe God does sort it out in the afterlife. I don't know. But it, uh, you know, for what they say on this planet at the time, mm, I'm not buying it. Yeah. So what are you drinking, sir? Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear that in the background? I'm having a cocktail of uh, vodka and flavored water. Lime. It's quite tasty. Lime is always a good combo with vodka. I do not disagree with that. Yeah. It's my drink of choice. Actually, vodka and ginger ale is my drink of choice, but, you know, I'm trying to be healthier with my poison. I like a mule, so it's ginger beer and, and vodka. And so it's got a little bit more of the kick than ginger ale does. Yes. No, I don't, I don't, I don't care for that kick. I, I like a ginger ale, and that's about as much ginger as I can handle. 
I like the ginger beer. If you get the right kind, if you get uh, – what's the name of it? I have not come across any uh, mule yet that I have liked at all. That's just too strong. Well, if you yeah. add a little – you got to add the lime, of course, and then a little bit of simple syrup sweetens it up a bit. Uh, I also like wine, but not in a religious sense. I just like to drink it to uh, get drunk much better. <laughs> well, sometimes alcohol does help with self-reflection. Well, they say that rubbing alcohol is for outside wounds, drinking alcohol is for inside wounds. So There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we're getting close to the hour mark, so I guess we should probably wrap this up. Okay. Well, uh, as always, it was fun to talk to you. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the little bit more introspective look into what could there possibly be beyond this life? I'm thinking darkness. Maybe. I always appreciated growing up in a household where I was allowed to believe whatever I wanted because I do remember as a kid you letting me go to church. I remember walking to church every Sunday morning and then eventually getting baptized. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we experimented a little bit. We did, we did the whole uh, Catholic light thing there for a while. Um, oh, yeah. Episcopalian. Yeah, we did, we did that. I actually, uh, I enjoyed that a little bit because the, the, he's not called a preacher, I'm not, but he's not called a priest either. Pastor? Uh, I don't know. That guy. I know he's he was, a father. Uh, he he had some. Uh, I I I liked what he had to say and stuff, you know. But I I filtered out all the you know religious parts. He wasn't super religious. It was more just like you know he was telling cool stories. I like that. Uh, yeah, I think when you walked to church, you were walking to the one that uh, Uncle Chris and Anthony and all them went to. So yeah, it was a Southern Baptist church, which I've been told since I've grown up that, oh my God, you went to a Southern Baptist church? I'm like, what? how are they any worse than than any other branch of uh, Christianity? <laughs> like, I have, I have no idea. I honestly, I don't remember so much the the church service as I remember the more the sense of community and and treating one another nicely, which I think is kind of the, the point of, of most religions. Like I said, I, I very much appreciated the opportunity to different things. I remember more specifically, I remember a moment where you, uh, you, were, you and Carrie called us into your bedroom. You're like, all right, guys, listen. Now, I don't know what you believe, but you might consider that believing in nothing there's nothing, but if you believe in something, maybe there'll be something there for you. I, I remember that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think me and you've had that conversation before. I was like, well, if I'm ever going to return to religion, it'll be right there at the end, you know, when it gets <laughs> scary. Just just to hedge my bet. Just an old man trying to get into heaven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pop, um, no matter no matter where I am or wherever we are, and when the, the time comes, and that great column in the sky, if yeah, if you, where they have, um, I think it's what did they call it? I think there's like never-ending waterfalls of beer and stripper factories out there. You know, I, <laughs> regardless of, of what's on the other side, yeah, that's what Pasifarians believe. So I mean, you might, you might, yeah, you might look at it again. It's possible. Mm. I, I just might. 
but uh, when, when the end does come, it'll be a very long time from now. Uh, I'll I'll be there for you. You won't oh. have to. You won't have to call for for Christ. He will be. He'll be sitting next to you. Yeah. Just just add an uh, I in at the end of it. I'll have a Christian right next to me at the very end. That's that's good to know. I'll feel comforted by that. That's a comforting thought to go out on. And to everybody listening, thank you so much for joining us again. Do you want to drop your uh, Twitter handle? Who me? Yeah, you. I and I don't know that I know my Twitter handle offhand. I think it's Blackhawk Bear Fan or something like that. I'll have to get back with you on that one. Yeah, well, well I guess missed opportunity this time. <laughs> Until yeah. next week, Dad. But you so send your money my way again. to that. Yes. <laughs> you gotta be careful how, how you ask for money because otherwise, one, one way it's you know it's just free money. The other way you have to tax it. So just be careful what yeah. you ask for. Hey, I, you know, I don't mind paying get taxes. It. <laughs> I got no problem with taxes. All right. Yes. Good night, people. Love you, Dad. <laughs> All right, love you too, son. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.